0: Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update for everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. Today is October 31st, it's Halloween and my god it's been a horror of a day. (laughs) So uh, normally on Mondays these last few weeks what I've been doing is um, filming an update for the whole weekend, however I'm not doing that today because there is so much content to go through. So today's episode is going to be like a mammoth gargantuan episode i'm fairly sure of that so um i guess you can see by the runtime i don't know what that's going to be obviously so um a lot of the content that was going to go into this weekend's episode has been postponed to tomorrow's episode so today's episode is about one topic and one topic only and that topic is um the governance vote for the maximum collateral for less eth bonded mini pools those are the mini pools with that you can, you'll start being able to make from about January that only need 8 ETH of collateral. So, before we get started, Object Object um, shared this uh, message with me on Friday, I think. So, um, I was saying that, like, you know, I'm trying to... Um, I asked people in the Rocket Pool thread, like, do you want me to just relay the facts, be like a newscaster? Do you want me to put my own... Um, my own um, opinion in there how much of that do you want um so that's the comment I made because said a quick question how much of my own opinion do you want me to do you want to see in rocket fuel yesterday I talked about how flat 24 is my preference for the LEBs, would you rather I kept my opinion out of the episodes or is it okay to include it and then um meant said I have no problem hearing your opinion it's your show Maso says it's balanced no doubt nobody wants to hear anything too preachy but I think it's fair to say here's my opinion and here's the general opinions, here's my opinion. I think, I said, I think that's good balance. And uh, Object made a really good point, which I want to like talk about right now. He said, if you decide to include your opinion, you need to disclose your bias, which I did not do. So let me be clear about that. He said, you're amongst just 8% of node operators over 150% collateral, who would financially benefit from 24 ETH max. The vast majority, 92% of node operators are under 150% of 55% are under 50% collateral. Um, and would get less rewards because of eight percent node operators would get more. From your point of view, twenty-four ETH max might be expect- acceptable compromise, but I don't think any unbiased observer would call a decision that benefits only eight percent of people a compromise at all. So that's a fair statement by Object Object. At the time I was over hundred and fifty percent collateralized. I am not I'm no longer hundred and fifty percent collateralized. Um so that was that. So um yeah, let's get that out of the way. So I do have a financial interest in that, that position, but I think just, you know, the opposite of that would be someone who has less collateral might be pushing for the LEB max collateral to be 12, you know, the node operator ETH, and that might be their financial decision as well, which is fair. So, you know, everybody has to act in the interest of the protocol or their own financial interest. And both, I think, are legitimate perspectives. Um, However, um, it might be that, well, I think it's better to put the protocol first, but that's besides the point. So let's get that out of the way. So today's episode will be following like kind of a narrative arc and um, it's going to follow Joe over the course of the weekend and joe if you're watching this i'm really sorry i don't mean to pick on you the reason why i'm following that is because it, the joe's vote basically shows a kind of path that has happened this weekend and um over the weekend and i think it really like paints a picture of what kind of happened over the weekend and how things went so joe like i'm sorry that it's like i'm picking on you but i'm not picking on you i'm just using it as an example so let's 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 go with that so this was a few days ago and Joe says um in my attempts to not influence the voting I appear to have influenced the voting disaster so that was on Friday at two in the afternoon but I think that was um yeah um let me think sorry I'm not sure if that's about the GMC vote or this vote I think that was about the GMC vote. I'm so sorry about that. I should have curated my links better. That's supposed to be in tomorrow's episode. Oh, okay. This was um Yeah, this was a comment from Joe. Like let's start from here. So this is so I'm trying to take a very broad view of things and in my opinion this conversation can really boil down to how much do we want to support support Speculation within rocket pool and does speculation count as being healthy for the protocol? My view takes a lot of things into account beyond that, but those things didn't seem to matter to many people. So let me try to tackle the first. If we can get beyond that, I'll talk about the other aspects. So at this point, Joe had voted for flat twenty eight, uh, flat twenty four ETH as the maximum collateral for LEB eights Um, he says in terms of speculation, there are a few extremes. Um, no speculation is useless and we shouldn't support, no, no, speculation is useless and we shouldn't support anywhere at all. This would be like stake 2.4 ETH up here as both the minimum and the maximum, no range. We tolerate a minimum amount because we have to, 24, uh, sorry, 2.4 to 12 ETH. We tolerate some, which may be too much, but whatever, 2.4 to 24 ETH, go ham on it, I don't care, 2.4 to 36 ETH. The extremes being 1 and 4, so looking at the raw numbers here, and he says there's 18.9 million RPL in existence, Um, 7.47 is staked, about 40%, 7.28 is effectively staked, about 38%, 6.47 is new or not being used for anything, new RPL, so version 2, 11.4 is combined older and new not being used, so that's about 60% is not being used from the perspective of people aren't holding excess excessive RPL that could be put into mini pools you're looking at a very small number it's not negligible but it's small and that particular point seems to be generating most of the controversy most RPL exists is not being used for anything so I'm lumping into the speculation category I have a concern that if we demonstrate a proclivity for punishing speculation as much as reasonably possible because we don't believe in it it will result in a lot of cells When that happens, I worry the massive volatility and subsequent failure to recover is going to turn a lot of would-be stakers off the protocol. We're asking them to swap 2.4 ETH out of 10.4 into RPL, and that makes it feel like they're not going to make it back. I worry it's not going to have the desired effect of making lots of mini-pools possible. Basically, people who are already in will already be in or exit. Most of the people will look at CoinGecko price chart, nope the F out, and do something else. So then he says this has follow-on issues too, like it makes it harder for the PDAW to afford things, like for example RPL incentives to boost liquidity, which Arith obviously uh, successfully done. Um, I don't know about, and then um, Zero says by this logic, it seems like we're under the control of whales, like until Rocket Pool dies. And Joe says, I don't know about, I don't know about going that far, but right now less than 40% of the tokens are actually staked. So I mean whales make up a massive portion of the game. So that's kinda like where we stood overnight on and then look at and Joe says if you actively take a fuck the wall whales approach, which i have seen uh, which I've seen promoted, I think that's detrimental. So this was Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um so at this point Joe was kinda like arguing the reason why he's voting flat twenty four. Then um Valdorf says yours is a novel argument so Valdorf like I, on Friday I talked about kind of like the different camps that were emerging and like the, where the main arguments stem from and Valdorf was one of the proponents of node operator, node operator ETH being the maximum and um, that was like in the maximum 12 ETH per mini pool so Valdorf says yours is a novel argument essentially there is perceived value loss which may result in dumping I believe there is truth there but I have two counters One, per year numbers, over 60% of currently held RPL is purely speculative and not gaining yield. This lines up with my intuition that yield on the 10% per year scale has little impact on speculative token. That is A, expected to rise a great deal in the speculative thesis and B, varies by 10% on the week, month scale or today, day scale, even more than that. Um, The bar of perceived X is too dangerous to respect. I want to support our speculators. I believe they add value. In a case where I can't see the value of a decision, I can't support it just because large holders claim it has value. If I did, I would simply copy vote whales routinely. In that case, governance is broken. I can't support this line of thinking. More separately, seeing those numbers makes me think about the loose RPL. We could incentivize RPL liquidity, etc., to generate. Uh, value for both the protocol and the speculative holders so the conversations are going back and forth um, this was a few hours later that Joe was re- the Waldorf was replying to joe but um joe got back to him a little while later he says we could incentivize here liquidity to generate value for both the protocol and speculative holders so that's what joe was talking about as a quick note i think it's very important to take away from this whole deal and i agree with it i also agree with noshua that anything uh, more than the minimum RPL would be easier to digest if it was used front and center for insurance against poor performance, MEV theft, whatever else, rather than backstopping it. Doing that requires more liquidity though, as you yourself have pointed out, taking another shot at this. One of the lines I had was, this is one of the, like five reasons I voted for it, and I sat on the others because I was... It was already a big point, but another less popular one is that the team tends to have lots of inertia when it comes to making changes, and having flat 24 and the LEB4 uh, world means a mini pool can be up to 100% collateralized, which looks good for our ETH if the RPL is actually being used as collateral. With N ETH, the maximum collateral will be 10 ETH, um, 6 plus 4, I think he meant um. I think he meant 20... I'm not sure exactly what the number, no, we guess that 10 ETH number there, on 28 borrowed instead of 28. Being able to say that our ETH is 100% backed by collateral is useful in itself. That being said, this is another play into reading the tea leaves, so I get why people don't want to hear it. So then, um, yeah, Patches says, isn't max 8 plus 12 for an ETH, which, yeah, which is right. Um, and then Joe says it isn't. And then Patrick says, yeah, 20, not 10. And Joe says, I know. So um, oh, Joe says he's thinking of LEB4s, 150%. So yeah, so that's 10. Yeah. So we like, that kind of went aside a little bit. But the point stands about um, the team wanting to be able to market our ethers 100% collateralized. Whether, well, we'll talk about the, quali- the quality of the collateral. So then Joe comes back and says, here's the world I am imagining. RPL has a lot of liquidity, so using it as collateral is acceptable. RPL is used as collateral for underperforming nodes or misconfigured nodes that end up hurting our ETH holders, where the amount of RPL staked is more than 10%, could be 40%, 50%, 100%, whatever. RPL's APR doesn't suck, so people are incentivized to actually stake it more than the bare minimum. The bare minimum for LEB8 is 30%, so it's 2.48. 2.4 Uh, 2.4 out of 8, and for lb 4 70%. 2.8 out of 4. I think most people will hang out well above those to hedge against price drops, bringing them below the minimum and thus not collecting on rewards. Our ETH being able to stay up to 100% collateralized instead of 35% collateralized is important, even though it's not actually 100%, more, it's more than 35%, and I think the delta matters. So, um, Having any collateral is better than competition, isn't it? Yes, but having more is better than less. um That's a comment from A35U, and then Joe replied. And then um Invis, he says, I disagree. We have to pay for it, and who's paying it? The uphill would be, which contradicts at least points you mentioned. RPL's APR doesn't suck, so people incentivize to actually stake more than the bare minimum. So I guess Invis is saying that if You know, everybody, if the whales just staked more, then the rewards would go down, which would make it less attractive for people to actually stake with Rocket Pool. And then um, Joe says, I I suppose the speculators will be paying for it because they're not getting any of the inflation. Um, So let's move on. Yeah. And then um, Joe says, there is the rip the band aid philosophy but I'm not there yet. Um, and people are saying, like, it's not a waste of time for you to be sharing your opinion. So this is a good time for me to um, talk about why Joe was hesitant to share his opinion. I think um, what happened is any time over the weekend whenever people mentioned a position, especially people mentioned in trading, especially people who mentioned a flat 24 or a P/E position, position, um, a lot of people would try to convince them that their arguments were wrong and that's fine you know that worked for a bunch of people did change their perspectives but i think joe at one point said you know i don't want to talk about this because i'm going to get dogpiled on um which just means that you know people are going to start like not ganging up on him necessarily but like questions after question and trying to get him to explain certain things and i think he just didn't want that confrontation um i don't mean to be putting words in joe's mouth so i'm sorry if i am joe but um, that's just what like he actually used the word dockpile, right? So uh, then Charles sixth says, I understand since you have put in a lot of love and care into this, the part that's less comfortable for me is that because withdrawals are not enabled, I'm held hostage alongside the protocol by Wales. Uh, not to be too histrionic, I read this project via the philosophy behind it on places like ETH and I believe in it as a concept. And then Joseph says, One thing I'd like to explore more is this collateral too expensive to be worth it? Is that true? For an, etern- for an entity like Lido, sure, but for us, I think collateral has its uses because the landscape of stakers is so diverse. So what does collateral mean? Now, collateral means that if something went wrong with your node, then first your ETH would be taken, and then secondly, your RPL would be taken. Now, on a singular basis, that makes sense, right? Like you, um, if the person got slashed, or if they did something really, really bad, which is extremely unlikely that this would happen but if they did something really really bad then you know they would lose their 8 ETH that they put through in LEB and then they would lose their 12 ETH that they put in LEB but then if if the mini pool lost more than 20 ETH then the rest of the Money would the rest of the ETH would start coming out of the RETH pool and you know it would hurt their rewards basically. So, what the collateral does is if there's issues, then you can use the RPL as like to be able to even sell the RPL. So, the first eight ETH that's fine, The the second 12 RPL 12 ETH worth of RPL that is like would be you'd be able to sell it right, you'd be able to swap it for ETH on the market quite easily. However, the only situations in which um a lot of people would get slashed at the same time and that rpl would be needed like okay let me slow down a little bit so the majority of slashings that take place in ethereum since the beacon chain launched is when people used their keys in two places at the same time so they had their node running on one computer then they turned it on another computer and ran this node with the same keys now that got them slashed the punishment for that is one eth so that would easily be taken out of their their ETH for their mini pool, right? There are very rare situations in the protocol, in the Ethereum protocol itself, where people would get slashed for more than that. They'd either have to be doing something malicious, or they'd have to be a lot of people getting slashed at the same time, or they'd have to do something called quadratic quadratic leaking, where a whole lot of people are offline at the same time, and then their rewards their punishment starts getting like higher because of that. Now the chances of that happening are pretty low but not impossible and the chances of that happening to a lot of people in the rocket pool are quite low as well because you know we've got great client diversity um, a lot of people using different combinations the chance of quadratic leaking are quite low the chance of like some mass slashing event is quite low so the chance of needing more than eight ETH as collateral is very low so then the question becomes like what is the 12 ETH of RPL for right like in some extreme situation you can use that as collateral but if there's a black swan event then you would literally would need hundreds of thousands if not millions of RPL worth of liquidity to be able to swap it for ETH and pay those people back pay the RETH holders back as using as collateral however the market that we have for um, RPL just cannot support that level of sales is too illiquid. So this is what Joe's kind of talking about. He says, one thing I'd like to explore is the idea of collateral is too expensive to be worth it. Is that true? So then a few weeks ago when we were doing the RETH incentives, we were talking about how, you know, providing such and such amount of RPL tokens every month. I think it's like $80,000 worth, 3,500 tokens, I think, something like that. 3,500 tokens, yeah, or 3,250. That will give us enough incentives to get 60,000 RETH as um, in liquidity, right? That's incentives will lead to that much. So the incentives needed to um, bring millions of RPL into liquidity would be astronomical. So let's get to that next, because Val went and crutched the numbers, right? He says being able to say hundred percent collateralized would be very significant for marketing. Being able to say maybe up to hundred percent collateralized, if people feel like it isn't significant, in my opinion, we'd either have to mislead people, not okay, or end up explaining just the minimum. That's assured the same across current proposals um obviously we can't raise the minimum to require full collateralizations that would be strictly worse than solo staking um at maturity apologies for dogpiling i totally get how that can be off-putting i hope you can tell from my response that i'm actually considering your points and just starting by assuming you're wrong so then um val went off and um yeah joe said being able to like maybe uh, up to 100% collateralized isn't significant and Joe says that I think that's a fair point and then Val went and crunched the numbers, let me see if I have those numbers, yeah okay here we go, so um, Val says, point one, I talked about liquidity here, and then there's a comment. He says, The upshot is we need 3.5 times our liquidity to liquidate even half our mini pools, our current minimum collateral, 10%. More importantly, we need to have liquidity completely change forms to something that allows for auctions to always act first. Liquidity providers wouldn't be able to exit positions, and node oper- node operator users wouldn't be able to trade RPL for ETH. If that's the case, then we'll simply be front run. To give an idea of how expensive this would be, it's currently costing us 7,200 RPL a month to get a 12,000 increase in ETH liquidity. So, sorry, my numbers were wrong. I think that was the minting that many REth. Maybe, I'm not sure that was wrong. Sorry about that. Um, Or maybe I was right and I'm not understanding this. (laughs) So it says, RPL liquidity is more expensive twice. It has impermanence loss risk and it doesn't provide its own yield to add APR, I guess it's five times more expensive. Um, I'm not sure how much more expensive liquidity is. If we tell liquidity providers, you must give us the option to rug you. But I suspect it's a lot more expensive, e.g. an order of magnitude. And let's use Marceau's conservative column to get some idea of how much ETH we're talking about when we're um, a bit more mature. And then there's a link to Marceau's spreadsheet and it says that's seven times increase in our ETH total value locked. On the flip side, RPL value should go up versus ETH. So let's use the 0.068, so that's four 5x from here, um, from the same column in the spreadsheet. So that's a 4.4 increase in value versus ETH. Well, now it's a bit more. Um, this is very rough but it should give us some idea. To get the 5k we need, just liquidate the current minimum. That gets 5000 ETH. That gives us 7200 and then there's like math and equals 200 here's the math i'm highlighting on the screen equals 239,000 rpl per month that's how much we'd have to pay as a collateral if we want to liquidate if we want to be able to liquidate the collateral so i think what the point um, val is making here is that this is just not possible it's just too much we can't like afford that he says for perspective inflation for the last month was 70,000. 600 total that includes the shares going to pdao odao node operators everyone so (laughs) let's see what happens next next we have um oh clergyman comes up and this so this was last night he says i can't resist lukewarm take before going to bed having had trading open all day i've come to the conclusion that a lot of folks need some fresh air and some perspective this is our first contentious vote yes it will not be our last on the scale of one How many Chewie's does math have to do every week to 10? Minimum collateral, maybe this is a heck of a lot closer to 1 in importance than 10. Uh, If every vote that isn't unanimous is going to involve people fighting for the spirit of rocket pool or whatnot, then eventually everyone is just going to get exhausted and leave. People disagree with you on the internet, but this doesn't have to become some XKCD comic. There are still members of the community and they still want to see Rocky Pool succeed, even if they think there's a different path here. So I really like that comment. I like um give it the emoji like responses, uh, I'll give it the other ones as well. Um I think that was a really fair take because for me personally I was trying to keep up with everything that was happening and it just got to be too much and yeah it was too much and I I couldn't I couldn't keep up with it. And like it was really difficult move for me to keep up with it and I actually wrote a message in trading saying like as I'm taking the rest of the weekend off this is too much for me and um, maybe I should have stuck around and like you know argued my point and maybe it will, things might have been different or whatever but like I needed that break for my own mental health and I think Colordran needed it too and was advising other people to get that as well so now that we had a little break just to keep things chronological then Joe comes back and he says, "Valdo said we need two hundred thirty-four thousand RPL per month to incentivize RPL liquidity. That's basically killed any semblance of the collateral argument." Haha. So um, then let's go and what happens next? Um, Next, we have Thomas come in uh, just after past the midnight East, just after midnight Eastern time, saying, "I have two questions." And comes to r- Joe says you come to the right place. And he says, who are the vocal pro-P supporters other than Marceau? And I think there was, like, a couple of people. Are there any strong arguments in favor of the flat ETH per validator other than it being a compromise? So then um, people did say that there were... Yeah, and then um, Joe comes in and says there were, but they've been debunked. Um, and then Zero says, Joe? And Joe says, yes. And he says, what did you end up voting on? And so then... Uh, Jasper says um, the arguments are preserves ca- capital, no sorry preserves collateral option range makes a value commitment to abandoning PE and any scaling. I think fa- flat has unique value, and patches says I voted flat f- for flat and was dunked out of it pretty quickly. And then um, Disby says Yorick switched to Sneaky says I have voted for flat flat but being coming becoming more open to anyth. And then Jasper says my worry is that we lose market to swice s uh by cautious users who see s um can let them take on low leverage but rockypool doesn't and then um joe says a shared a screenshot here of his vote saying you flat number of eth per validator 334 votes so um let's see and then joe uh, says valdov's math is very hard to ignore uh, to argue with honestly and um Joe says, not um, Copperhouse asked Joe, Are you hard stuck on flat? And Joe is Not really. I'm listening to the debate and reserve the right to change my vote since that exists. Well, the debate is mostly the same thing over and over. I'm listening to market forces, haha. So then what happens is Jasper comes in a little while later and says, Welp, abandoning my support for flat over in ETH. So Jasper is a very prominent member of the community, like you know, he. Um, has like a position with the team not like a formal position but like you know he's very very well respected and then 0x uh, patches asks him uh, how much vote have you got and Jasper says I don't but I guess you know it's symbolic that Jasper shifting his position because people really do trust Jasper a lot on DeFi matters on these kind of things Um. so that was that and then Joe comes back a little while later and he says angels and ministers of grace defenders and Disby says what? And then he says, I hope you guys are right. And then A35U shares a screen capture of Joe changing his vote from flat to um, the NO ETH, Node Operator ETH, the 12 ETH max collateral. So this he says, oh shit. And then at that point, the vote for, um, vote for um, Node Operator ETH overtakes the flat ETH for the first time since the voting began because the flat ETH was like leading pretty much the whole time up to that point. Um, so joe was then um joe says it's not over yet it'll take more than even thomas to get the vote to get it set so what happens next um joe says um yeah some sell some selling started so i think what happened was as you can see these cells are coming through and the ratio was at like 0.0152 or so. just is basically I presented what I wanted the protocol to look like and it seemed like a good vision but we can't reach there without some changes to things so specifically we can't use RPL as collateral to that degree based on the current liquidity and can't incentivize it enough to get to those levels and I support the auction system I suppose the auction system won't be able to fill that role either because of like you know the extreme nature of that however Yeah, well, that's fine. So then the cells start coming through. He says, when we get to a point where that's possible, I'll happily revisit and discuss raising the cap. And then the cells start happening and Joe has an unhappy face. Um, And at this point, the IB1 gymnast, Evan, comes in and he says, unfortunately, this new proposal hurts RPL's tokenomics. So at this point, Joe, Joe changed his vote, right? And beforehand, he was warning that one of the reasons why he was voting for flat 24 was because there was this idea that people would sell and it would really hurt rocket pool and people like you know no one's going to sell it's going to be minor it's not going to be a big deal like that kind of stuff um so evan comes in and he says unfortunately this new proposal hurts rpl's tokenomics and monetary premium significantly rpl is much less investable as an asset if eight slash 12 passes, so node operator ETH passes. I think I'll make a Twitter thread with more nuanced thoughts, so we'll likely see RPL take a hit if, um, so we we'll likely see RPL take a hit if 812 passes. And uh, Romani says it's already priced in, and Evan says it's not even close. In my opinion, RPL will deflate for a while if we go 812. And he says, let's do some simple math. Say there's 1 million RETH ETH minted. Let's say all those node operators at maximum collateral, Patches says you're going to have to do this math again because, but at minimum collateral. So you have to do it a few times. And um, Evan says uh, million ETH, million RETH divided by 24 ETH worth of RETH is roughly 40,000 mini pools. So if you have node operators, we have 12 ETHs worth of RPL. That's around 500,000 market cap. 500,000 ETH market cap for RPL in terms of fundamental demand at a supply of 19 million. That's a 0.026 on the ratio so rocket pool would have to scale significantly larger for the RPL ratio to do well in the long term here's the other unfortunate fact um, let me read that and then I'll get back to what Patches is saying um, he says 16.24 and sixteen one point six are essentially the same in terms of RE supply he says, widely different in terms of our uh, patches. Is having this discussion now, so let's actually go back. He says, Okay, now do 1624, 161.6, 1. and 8.2.4. Anything else is cherry picking preconditions to make a point. And then, um, it, um Evan says, I'm assuming rocket pool will be limited by interest in RETH ETH and not node operators. And patches says, That's fine, it's the other omission that isn't. So then, cells more cells are coming in and um, Evan says, so let's say a million areth is the mint cap, I'll run the numbers real quick. So let's get to his spreadsheet and then let's get to the spreadsheet from patches as well, which is right here. Okay, so this is like a little while later, they both provided their numbers and they got it here. Let me just move my video out of the way so you guys can see this. Okay, so what do we have on the screen? So there's 1 million are ETH, 1 million node operator ETH staked um, at the current amounts, right? Bond size 1616. 16. So this top two lines are where we stand right now. If everyone is at minimum collateral, um, we'd have 62,500 um, pools. The total um, TVL would be 100,000. So the ratio would be 0.005, which is about um 60 percent down from where we are now um minimum and then he says if everyone is at maximum um current amounts then there'd be the value locked would be 1.5 million um eth worth of rpl locked and then the value of that on the ratio would be 0.08 pretty much which is like a 5x from where we were when this conversation was taking place so there's a big huge difference between people coming in at the minimum people coming in at the maximum. So then um, patches at the top here in the middle of the thing shared Evan's numbers about what that would look like and the ratio um, for the minimum stayed the same and then for the maximum stayed the same as well depending on okay for the maximum it stays the same let, let me start again okay so the minimum of the first line of this middle section is at 2.4, which is the minimum. So if everybody went in at the minimum, what would the ratio look like? And at um, the ratio at 1 million RE would be 0.005, which is the same as the one above, so 60% down. At 12, if everybody went in at the maximum collateral, then the ratio would be 0.026, which is about a 2x from where we are now. And a little bit less than that from when they were talking about this earlier. Um, At 24, which is a flat, the ratio would be 0.052. Which is like uh, 4x from where they were talking. And then um, at 36, it would be 0.08 pretty much. So 5x from where they were talking. Or 6x. Yeah. And then at the bottom, we have um, the numbers from if there were 3,000,000 REth minted and 100, uh, 1,000,000 um, node operators staked, and then numbers crunched then as well. And then um, at 2.4, the ratio would be pretty much where it was when they were talking 0.015. And and then basically as the as the collateral goes up, then the ratio goes up as well. So Evan's point is that by restricting, by restricting the, um, the maximum collateral you're reducing the potential value of the rocket pool token going up in the future and making it much less desirable because the speculative premium would not exist at all and then people wouldn't invest in the protocol thinking that they might uh, gain from it later i'm sorry even if i'm putting words into your mouth and patches says that this is still like a great gain and i think that's kind of where the discussion was um patches then went to bed so i think i missed some of that conversation uh, patches is more to illustrate that picking RETH demand um, limitation max collateral is extreme cherry picking also i don't think we we're, sc- we're scaling to three million RETH, but you can't just pick one million as the dependent variable because it means less than half the nodes lol so of course ratio would be less so they they had this cl- uh, conversation back and forth for a while um and yeah um that that discussion went on for quite a while it was a quite a vigorous uh, rigorous, vigorous discussion um, and um, they didn't reach a conclusion but this was some of the more technical discussions that were going on and um, next we had this um, yeah on that note assuming the so then Patches concedes on that note assuming the limiting factor for areth demand is um, areth no Assuming the limiting factor will be R-Eth demand, it's super bearish for RPL. So what patches is seeing here is depending on what perspective you look at potential growth from. If it's restricted by R-Eth demand, meaning that people don't want to mint R-Eth, then it's definitely the bearish case for RPL. However, if you look at it from the node operator demand, then it's more bullish for RPL. So um, of course, that's vacillated between node operator demand and R-Eth demand for the last few months. So who knows how it's going to go going forwards. So yeah, I'm really sorry if I'm missing posts here because there's just too much information. So there might be some threads where, you know, the the narrative is not as smooth as it could be. So then Wanda comes in a few hours later and he says, I think RPL as a token is potentially a failed idea. Sadly, it was a great rallying tool to build a community, but I think it's causing more problems to rocket pool than it solves at this point. If governance doesn't want to directly create new value, or let me fix my camera. Okay, so it says um, if governance, let me see, if governance doesn't want to directly direct newly created value to it, that is the first step to becoming a governance coin. I don't think we would have to go with PETH to fully avoid the fate of other governance tokens, but it's clear people are watching this vote and making investment Choices accordingly so this is at ten twenty in the morning and he's saying you know people are looking at this and they're making investment choices um, some of the sales had already been coming through overnight um, it didn't impact the ratio too much but there was a steady stream of selling coming through some buying as well but um, Patchy says I'll say it one more time but the minimum state going from 1.6 to 4.8 is bullish that's more value directed to the token and then um, Wonder comes back saying is my it is my compensation and currently most of my business's income in rpl token uh i just sold my extra collateral based on this vote so then joe says uh sorry Wanda says that and then next there's a sale for 66 eth which is hundred four thousand dollars, and then the ratio went below 0.015 which is where thomas's wall is so now we're in a low liquidity environment so that discussion went on but at that point, I think the the discussion was going on, like, and there was a lot of discussion happening. Um, Wonder did you know, like, he held his own about arguing why um, having he says I want flat for many reasons, but the most important one is that we have to direct newly created value to rocket pool. I think both PE and NETH are flawed, and moving to flat was the best move in the short term to prove that we weren't bound to a false dichotomy. Um, And then he comes back and says, I already had 260% collateralization. So I just sold 110%. So he still has, you know, 100 ETH more on top of that. um, ETH worth of RPL. He says, not really sure why people argued this wouldn't be done. All the whales are about to do this. Lots of people have already done this. About um, taking their uh, liquidity that was there and selling it. Um, So what then happens is... um, Nostro says, it doesn't matter if you dump your excess now. Um, Excess now or in six months for long-term value. Um, But Wanda says, matters to my bottom line. I don't understand how anyone can be so focused on long-term future and ignore the reality today. I'm dumping and others will too. I'm considering exiting my mini pools to dump the rest. RPL ratio falling will destroy more wealth than my validators can create, even with RPL rewards. However, I think Wanda was mistaken here and even if you exit your mini pools, your uh, RPL tokens are not automatically available to you. Um, So that was pointed out to him. And then he says, my ETH is locked, but my RPL would be freed if I exit. But then he was told that that's not the case. And he says, you can keep calling us all irrational, but I'm protecting my wealth while yours disintegrates. Um, So, you know, I think uh, it was kind of refreshing for Wonder to come in and like defend the position because there weren't that many people doing it over the course of the weekend and um, for better or worse. And what happened was that... um. I think uh, Wanda was telling some home truths, you know, about the fact that people are going to sell. And I've, even on Rocket Fuel, talked a few times about uh, wanting to either sell or uh, keep my RPL and, you know, sell to make more mini pools or keep my RPL. And I'll be honest, right, one of the reasons why I stuck with such a large RPL position, I'm 85% RPL and 50% ETH, is that, um, well, I was, not now, I'm not. (laughs) Now it's way less because the ratios come down so much. But, um one of the reasons why I stuck with RPL was thinking that when um, LEBs came around and when SAS came around, I'd be able to stake more of it and get w- rewards and act, use it as a collateral and, like, all that kind of stuff. But um, those arguments, obviously, can be made, like, people have been making them all weekend about the collateral stuff and about whether I'm selfish or not, about wanting more rewards for myself. But, um, yeah, so Wonder was talking about that and then... Um, you know, um, patches. Patches was talking about there about uh, value being directed to uh, rocket pool and how it works, and that basically what started happening then is um, let's go to the bot and let's go to that time in the in the morning, which is around ten a.m. So this is the pink server, by the way. I don't think all of you have access to this. So right now, this is where cell came in, right? So at 10.25 a.m. And the ratio before that was 0.01524. And the price was just under $25. So then the selling started. Sell, 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 buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. No, buy, 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 sell. Now the ratio by this point had already gone down to 0.013, which is a 15% decrease. And the price had gone down to 20 $20, which is again like a 20% decrease pretty much. And at that point, um, I think the ratio leveled off at 0.01234. Um, let me see if I can find that for you all. Um, and then Yeah, it did. It went came back up a little bit and then it went back down again. Let me see if I can find where that was. Yeah, 0.0124 and here $19.50. So that's approaching like a 25% uh, drawdown. And then it started to recover a little bit and right now we're at 0.0138 so we're a good 10 percent down from where it was when wonder sold so the 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 rpl price took a huge hit today like a huge hit today so let me have a look at the rpl on coin gecko Right, if we have a look at RPL ETH, then um, have a look. So overall, the price is down today. It started the day off at 0.0156, and it went down to 0.01234, pretty much. Yeah, so um, it took a big hit. And then on the 30 days, it's down 26%. And people were talking about how, you know, once this discussion started, how the vote started... Uh, people started kind of like not being happy with where the direction was going and started selling and that's like neither here nor there but that was some of the points that people were making on the thing Um, so once the selling started I think people started to get really toxic and like started to get yeah well let's just read what's happened here right so destroyers is one thing i want to bring up about the discussion that i don't think we should keep bringing up specific whales and what they may or may not do with their rpl stacks based on the outcome of the vote many of them are incredibly valuable to this project and i'm sure that they have good reasons for their beliefs and the actions that will follow they also are all human beings and us sitting around criticizing them is dehumanizing i can't imagine any of them want to sell but if they feel it's their if the right thing to do then it's their right so at this point a lot of people were kind of like turning on marceau because he withdrew his excess rpl2 which was about 2000 eth worth of rpl at the time now it's worth less um because the ratios come down but um he didn't sell anything i people were kind of like insinuating that it was a threat or a show of force but like you know you can only speculate because he never came out and said what he was going to do with it as far as i know maybe he did. I think he said that he might need to rebalance. I think I shared a tweet about that on Friday uh, with Hani Abu where Hani Abu asked him to um, give a valuation of where uh, RPL will be in a few months time. And he says it all depends on where this is going to be and like whether we can stop destroying value. So I'm not sure if he said that he was going to sell there or not. But he did mention people either speculated or he mentioned something about rebalancing. I think it was people speculating. I don't think he mentioned it outright. But people were basically, like, really criticizing Marceau a lot. And, like, Destroyer felt it was unfair. I personally thought it was unfair. And that was a sentiment that was shared by a lot of people that it was unfair. And then Joe, when he woke up in the morning, he said, I hope nobody's surprised by this. And I made this very clear that this was going to happen before I changed my vote. So one of the things that Joe talked about was that you know, the ratio was going to suffer. People were going to sell, and people like saying, Joe, don't worry about that. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, they're not going to sell. There's not that much to sell. But I don't think they realize just how illiquid RPL is be- below 0.15, 0.015, because that's where Thomas's wall ends, and there's very thin liquidity below that. So um, the price dumped, right? Like, it was one of the wor- single worst days that I've experienced being a rocket pool holder. It comes close to like, Around June time, when the ratio really dropped a lot. But even then, I think it was slower than what we saw today. But um, Joe said, I made this clear this was going to happen. And like, this was the band aid thing. Like, you know, do you rip off the band aid now and try to build back something later? Or is this it? So yeah, he says, I made this very clear that it was going to happen before I changed my vote. And um, Zero says, I'm not surprised. That I'm not surprised at all. And um, A35U says, if they dump, on us now they would have at some point in the future too and JOS is probably at a more sustainable pace but eventually yes and this is the band aid ripping. So um Zero says scab ripping and I said um that it's more like it's gonna leave a scar. It's gonna leave a really bad scar. And Wanda said if only we had come up with some other use for RPL before doing this, maybe a staking as a service model, which has been delayed right the SAS was supposed to be an Atlas as well but that got pushed back where people can deposit eth or rpl independently to fund a bunch of nodes um so you know the team they talked about it a few months ago Langus said that you know they want to hire and they're going to try to hire two developers so far we have zero developers maybe at that point if there were two developers hired um we wouldn't have had to choose between lebs or sas we could have had both ready for atlas but um that's going off on the tangent so yeah you know if we had sas ready then the people who are thinking that you know they have to sell now they could have just waited for sas and then staked their rpl into sas which is what i was thinking of doing as well so one of the options that i was thinking of doing is like i have excess rpl that was like above 150 percent, and i was thinking that i would be able to either run my own sas or have it in a someone else's SAS staking for me. So um that obviously is not an option now. It probably won't be until next summer most likely, six months after Atlas comes out at the minimum. So yeah, um it's it's a big it's a big issue. And then Meek says I wish Eigenlayer was ready available already available as that could be a huge element to RPL utility and people were then talking about how, you know, we might be able to try to um we might be able to try to give i don't know what like yeah they were just talking about dreams basically and he says joe says because this can be explored again later and it's not like this is a set it forever moment i believe that continuing to innovate and make the protocol stronger will ultimately be the winning move so i'm going to do my best to tune the rest of this out and focus on building atlas and beyond so joe said basically you guys like peace out um i'm i'm gonna go and actually work and yeah and I said stay healthy Joe I hope you stay well and Joe says happy Halloween and you know Joe was like kind of done with it right like it was these last few days have been really really draining for a lot of people in the community myself included and yeah here we are so the Meek comes in later and he says, I know you're joking, but this villain characterization of Marcy needs to stop. You know, that's what I was mentioning a little while ago about how people kind of like villainizing Marceau and like saying if Marceau dumps or if we do this or if we do that. And then like, you know, people actually saying like, you know, we need to stop this. Marceau's is a very valuable member of the community. He's done a lot to promote Rocket Pool. He's done a lot. He's invested like his life savings pretty much into rocket pool a big chunk of them like which is millions of dollars hundreds of mini pools like um hundreds of thousands of rpl like you know this guy was invested right like stop being assholes pretty much like calm calm the f down so um this was quite a common sentiment as well you know people saying like chill like stop with the marcy hate um because it's just not cool so then thomas basically was So I didn't really talk about Thomas much, right? But Thomas was kind of vacillating as well over the course of the weekend, thinking like, you know, he he put his vote forward for flat 24 and then was saying, you know, I'm willing to be persuaded and people made arguments with him and he was like, you know, semi-convinced. So then um, a little while later, he made this comment. Let me just move my thing out of the way if you want to read. Actually, I'm just going to read it all out to you. So he says, I'm keeping my vote flat uh, for flat um, number of ETH per validator. I'm pretty disappointed in general with the way the community has handled this whole decision. The government's process was rushed and put to a snapshot way before all of the options had been thoroughly discussed. I understand the time pressure and realize it was somewhat avo- unavoidable. Though the, through the discussions uh, we have become diverse and cruel to some of the most active supporters of the protocol. We're all invested in and want the best for Rocket Pool. We're competing against some well-funded teams and our enthusiastic community is our best chance of being a long-term winner in the LSD game. I think we should all take a step back and work to understand each other better and make sure our community is actively behind whatever we do. This vote itse- itself seems fairly inconsequential. LEB8s are a huge upgrade no matter what. Ideologically, I still support the node Max. But I've been forced into trying to make up my mind with limited information in a short amount of time. The way I see it, um, it makes the most sense to vote for flat ETH to maintain the peace in the short term while we more consciously decide the best route forward. We should do to each other the courtesy of not burning down the community over a rash decision and accept a compromise while we hash it out civilly. With civility, sorry so um that's what our uh, thomas posted and thomas obviously is one of the bigger whales in the community he has 850 mini pools he has a mini a million rpl tokens staked like he's in it you know what i mean like this is this is his biggest bet <laughs> and and he's kind of upset right and um he wasn't happy about this and perfectly understandable and then um Collideron comes in and says I pretty much agree with all of that and it captures my thoughts well The one thing I do have to disagree with slightly is that the best options will either take a vote on this now or not include LEB 8s in ATLAS. We can bemoan the fact that people in the community don't push for this to be resolved earlier But that's a broader issue with a very small number of people we currently have actively pushing governance forward um, And then Patrick says this is too reasonable to post here right now and um, Yeah, so then what's next? Next we have then Thomas writes that post right saying he's upset and then he went and he staked another 100,000, 101,000 RPL tokens for a total value of 1,500 ETH. So you know even though he's showing his disapproval with the community, even though he's uh, not happy with the governance, even though there's a lot that Thomas is upset about, he's still gesturing that he supports Rocket Pool. he supports um the team well not the team the, the community i guess the protocol as a whole and he did that by putting more money into here right like that um is worth oh i do not want to know like two million dollars like two point something million 2.5 million dollars or something like that so thomas is putting his money where his mouth is right and like that's that's really wonderful that you know there's there's still that that sense of wanting best by the protocol in among the whales and in the community so where does that bring us now so this was as of an hour ago when i started recording i can't believe this video is 53 minutes um it says max effective stake for eight. so this is a vote from snapshot so this was as of an hour ago but i'll bring up the latest information after this actually let me just bring up the latest information now but that's a little bit more accurate so where we stand right now is we have um, 55.6% of votes, 4,300 votes go to scale with node operator ETH and 3,900 votes or 50.63% going to flat number of ETH and then the protocol ETH, the 36th ETH option is pretty much dead in the water and that shows with like Marceau, um adding flat number as his second choice so, um, oh, as, an, as also as an approval choice So let's just discuss the vote for a second and then we can, I'm going to wrap this up, try to get in under an hour. So for the first day on, well, until last night, basically, the flat number of ETH was leading. And then Joe voted in line, he switched his vote and that swung a big, uh, swung a big way because Joe has 335 votes. I think at the time he had nearly 400 votes, but then he's lost some of his voting power by people delegating away from him. Which is perfectly fine um so joe joe swung the vote basically and that reduced the flat eth vote by 335 increased scale with node operator eth at uh, four point three thousand votes now so that's where we stand right now right so we still have another four days to go of this and um i have a feeling that it's going to stay quite contentious in 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 the community until that time i don't think people are going to calm down or anything like that um the passions are still running too high maybe it'll calm down i hope I'm, I'm wrong but i guess we'll find out but um i think a lot of people have voted already and the only thing that would potentially change potentially change things now is if either patricio came and voted which he said that he's not interested in voting but that might change or if someone who has voted for Um, node operator ETH then changes their vote and goes back to flat ETH. So that's where we stand right now. Um, I guess we'll see how it goes. So I know that I've definitely missed a lot of stuff. So if, if you were making a point and I didn't cover it, I'm sorry about that. If there's some jumps in narrative, I'm sorry about that. I literally have recorded for pretty much 56 minutes right now and I'm tired (laughs) and this was like so emotionally draining for me to do this work over the weekend like it was really 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 tough and I've been working on this pretty much like all day except for a few hours in the middle and it's been a lot so if I missed anything I'm sorry if I presented anyone's position incorrectly I'm sorry please understand it was not of any kind of um, wanting to spread misinformation I try to be as honest as possible as reflecting like the course of actions the course of events and um yeah, I'm yeah and I try to keep my opinion out of it as much as possible as well I know that it crept in there some places but I really hope we can come back stronger from this because today was a bad day right like it was a really really bad day in the community not just because of the price but because of the division because of the anger because of the frustration because of people felt there were they were bullying well not bullying but like you know there was dogpiling happening there was uh people talking in very passionate tones that they thought but maybe other people thought it was aggressive in a sense or uh, confrontational and those that's all a shame right and I know that it's worse in other communities Like, but I don't care about the communities. I'm part of this community and I give literally hours of my life every day to this community because it wasn't like this before so I hope that we can go back to what we were like but sadly I think we've got a few more days that's ahead while this war is still going. Um, I will try to talk about other things because there's still other things happening um i will try to talk about other things tomorrow and just touch on this briefly because i've literally talked about this for an hour today so <sighs> thank you for watching if you've stuck with this the whole time you like deserve a pop-up or something <laughs> but <laughs> i don't have one so sorry about that um i will be giving out pop-ups for october contributors i need to do that i'll put it on my list of things to do tomorrow so if you made any contributions to rocket fuel, fuel this last month you'll be getting a pop for that So, cool. Thank you for helping. (coughs) Sorry. I really need some water. I don't have any. Um, Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope you all had a good weekend. I hope you all have a great week ahead. And um, I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.